Hi everyone, I'm Matt Wainer, co-owner of Cabinet Concepts by Design and board member of the Cabinet Makers Association. And I'd like to welcome you to episode number 11 of Pro Cabinet Maker, a monthly podcast produced by the CMA. Each month we'll chat with some industry outstanding professionals about the issues and challenges impacting their businesses, as well as success stories to inspire. My guest today is Jeff Langford, co-owner of Outlaw Woodworks in Three Forks, Montana. Jeff was born and raised in the Rocky Mountains. His work reflects his love of Montana's history and Old West traditions. Outlaw Woodworks LLC was founded in 2005 with a vision for delivering outstanding value paired with a beautiful design and function. What began as a custom door and trim production facility has evolved into a custom cabinetry manufacturing facility. Outlaw Woodworks has heavily invested in advanced technology, machinery, design software, and its production facility. Today, we're talking about using AI in the woodworking business. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. How are you? Good. Thank you. So tell me, how, you're, uh, how are you using AI these days? It's all experimental right now, as I think a lot of people are just dabbling and playing with it. But we've been using it to write a lot of our emails. There's a lot of grammar and punctuation things it can do for you. We've used it in our pricing. Uh, we have a pretty heavily involved Excel spreadsheet that is fully interactive. So the formulas are big that as you do like a shaker door, it puts a picture of a shaker door on the proposal and any accessory that does that. And so the formulas are a lot of what ifs. So we've used it for that and we're just starting to use it to analyze the data from that Excel sheet to see where we can make improvements. Okay, interesting. Are you using it for your postmortem, like your job costing afterwards to see where you're profitable or you're not? Yeah, some of that. And more than anything, it's just to see similarities between jobs and things. So maybe we could streamline some of the pricing stuff, averages. Well, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that we're using for too. What's your favorite use of AI? For me, it's writing emails and things like that. You can speak to it and it does things in a way that is better with the language than you and I'll ever be. I mean, speaking is easy, getting those thoughts to paper and, you know, getting the tone and everything to come across the right way. I think AI just has a much better use of the language than we do, at least in the written version. That's funny. We joke around our shop about how you cannot read tone and text and or emails. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, cool. Well, do you see any drawbacks to using the AI in business? In business? No, I don't see any drawbacks. Is there, is AI scary? Yeah, there's a lot of things about it that are scary. There's a lot of unknowns. We have no clue where this is going to go or what it can do. Mm -hmm. True, true. I've heard a professor the other day talk about it. It's uh, just like the calculator that we need to embrace it because back when the calculator came out, the teachers hated it, that the kids are going to be lazy doing their arithmetic and everything, but it actually has catapulted them into doing more advanced mathematics. Passion for mine. <laughs> that is uh, one way to look at it, except for I don't think the calculator can get to have the ability to destroy mankind. I mean, that... <laughs> yeah, Pandora's box, right? It, it is. I mean, there's a rabbit hole you go down with this stuff. I mean, We've had the doomsday clock since nukes were introduced. And because of AI, they've moved that clock. I think we're 60 seconds away from midnight now because there is so many unknowns. I tend to be on the positive side of things. You know, I mean, when the internet was first coming out, it was going to destroy the world and nukes were going to destroy the world. There's always two sides of it. Everything is bad or there's, there's the good side. I mean, 
maybe it gets to the point where it doesn't allow us to do some of the things that humans have a propensity to do when it becomes destructive in that. And it says, no, we're not going to allow this. We don't know how that side of things go, I guess. Sure. So how do you think that for a cabinet maker, not knowing anything about AI, how can they introduce themselves to it? The simplest way would be to just download the ChatSmith app, ChatGBT. You can get it on your phone or your computer. And that can help with, um, well, I'll pull up the app here. There's things in writing. It's academic writing, comedy, lyrics, email, storytelling, social content, business. We can do business plans, competitor analysis, interviewing for their proposals for clients, meeting summaries. There's language stuff, grammar, translation, summaries. There's a plagiarism checker. There's a password generator in it. So there's a, lo a lot of those things are simply used and, and could be easily introduced to any business. So, so interesting. I wonder, could you do a business plan for say, you know, a standard four-man cabinet shop that's looking to, uh, I don't know, maybe promote something new? Well, let's do a business plan for you, Matt. I'll ask some questions. Give me your company name. Concepts by Design. Products or services that you provide. Cabinets, closets, and millwork. What's your niche? Our bread and butter is our cabinetry. Anything special about those cabinets? We are heavily on the design side, so we take the design very serious. Okay. I mean, your goals? To retire in five years. Okay. All right, I'm going to generate this. All right, so the executive summary. Concepts by Design is a specialized cabinet and closet millwork company that focuses on creating unique and aesthetically pleasing cabinets. Our niche lies in our ability to incorporate intricate design elements into our cabinet products, offering customization options that are unparalleled in the market. Our ultimate goal is to build a sustainable and profitable business, enabling us to retire within the next five years. The company description. Concepts by Design will be a boutique cabinet and closet millwork company located in a prominent business district. Aiming to cater to customers who appreciate high quality, uniquely designed cabinets or are willing to invest in a customized product that stands out. Our team of experienced craftsmen and designers will work closely with clients to bring their design concepts to life. Your product service overview. Our primary focus will be delivering the cabinets and closet millwork that are heavy on design, combining functionality and aesthetics. From residential kitchens to commercial spaces, we'll offer a wide range of customizable options, including innovative shapes, materials, finishes, and hardware. And that goes on to your product line. And I'm going to skip that because that's all stuff that you're probably already doing. Our target market consists of homeowners and business owners who value well-crafted, aesthetically pleasing cabinets add value to their properties. We will primarily focus on customers within a 50-mile radius of our location, targeting affluent neighborhoods, commercial buildings, interior design firms, and high-end developers. Market and sales strategy is to reach our target market effectively. We will employ a multi-channel marketing approach, including digital presence, building a professional website, showcasing our portfolio services and expertise, implementing search engine optimization techniques to improve online visibility, social media advertising, collaborations, participating in trade show industry events. It goes on for operation and management and it was into financial projections, which may or may not be correct because you're already going. Your exit plan is upon reaching our goal of retiring five years, we explore potential options for a company succession. This may include identifying a suitable buyer who shares our vision and values or grooming a key member of the management team to take over the business. So 
And yeah, it's funny because I we've done half of that already. It sounds like, but yeah, it's, isn't that wild? Um, super wild. You can build on that by taking that and re-asking questions or changing certain aspects of that, and it will get more and more accurate. We had some pretty generic questions to get that detailed. Yeah, very generic. It surprised me that he even called out the 50-mile radius. That's 90% of our work is within a 50-mile radius. Yeah. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. So you kind of mentioned about the disruptive properties of AI. Are you worried about it? Uh, No. Ultimately, I'm not. I hope that A, that will enact some laws. Elon Musk and a lot of these guys that are out there have already started kind of ringing the bell of like, guys, we need to make sure there's, you know, stuff put in place. And I'm also hopeful just based upon, uh, there's several books that AI has written. Um, I challenge people to read those. They're difficult to read, but it tends to lean towards a side that it really enjoys humans and the way we think. And I think ultimately that it will try to preserve the life and it will override maybe some of the innate tendencies for destruction. So yeah. Yeah, human nature of bad apples. Super interesting to me. Where else do you see AI being utilized? So there's a ton of business using it. Um, if you have a Tesla and it's driving, doing the self-driving mode, it's using AI. They're using AI, I believe, when air traffic control. Uh, there's there's a lot. This has been around for a long time. Obviously, our military is using it. You know, we have drones that are flying, and they're no longer a guy sitting in a room with a joystick. It is AI controlling that drone. Yeah, that is nuts. So Jeff, what are your thoughts on the role of regulatory bodies and government policies in mitigating AI-related risk? Well, my my politics aside, this I would say would be the perfect place for government agencies. And it can't just be like our government. This needs to be like worldwide. I mean, if we take AI drones and put a drone on each side and those drones are programmed to antagonize said other country and those two drones are constantly antagonizing each other. How long until one of them crosses a line that makes the other one start a war or do something that, you know, bads? So I think it needs to be some international stuff that's put in place that says, guys, we're going to use this for good. I mean, there's so many things that can come out of this. You know, you think about going to a doctor and you're going to one doctor. Now you could describe your symptoms and AI is going to search every piece of written medical advice that has ever been published in any way, shape or form that's on the internet. And you're getting the best doctors around the world. That's awesome. So we've got to find that balance point where we use this for good, I think. Uh Do you uh, believe that uh, AI is taking other businesses or other jobs, if you will, whether it's marketing or whether it's a data entry even? Oh, absolutely. There's, and I know several companies are using it. Even in our industry, I've heard rumors of people that are working on using it for the designing of cabinets. Basically, you describe what the kitchen layout looks like. You can upload a couple of quick pictures and it generates pictures. I mean, there's artwork selling that AI is doing. So it's Pandora's box right now of what it can do. I think it definitely, there's a lot of things that will change. I can show you some things. I'll ask it a question here, and let's see what you think of this answer. All right, here we go. Here's the question. How would you implement AI into a custom cabinet business? Integrating AI into a custom cabinet business can offer numerous benefits, such as improving customer experiences, streamlining operations, and enhancing decision-making processes. Here are a few ways you can do it. 
virtual assistants, develop a virtual assistant or chatbot to engage with customers, answer frequently asked questions, provide product recommendations, and assist with design choices. Design and visualization. Utilize AI-powered software that can generate realistic 3D renderings and visualizations of custom cabinet designs. This enables customers to see and customize their cabinets virtually before committing to a purchase. Automated quoting and pricing. Implement AI algorithms to automate the process of generating accurate quotes and pricing for custom cabinets. AI can consider various factors such as dimensions, materials, finish, and labor costs to provide quick and accurate estimates. Inventory management, utilizing AI algorithms and data analysis techniques to optimize inventory management. AI can assist in predicting demand patterns, optimization of stock levels, and streamlining supply chain processes. Quality assurance, apply computer vision technology to inspect and ensure the quality of the final product. AI can analyze images of finished cabinets to detect any defects or inconsistencies, improving the overall quality control process. Demand forecasting, utilize machine learning algorithms to analyze historical customer data and market trends and external factors to predict demand for different cabinets, styles, materials, and finish. This can help optimize production planning and prevent overstocking or understocking. Personalize recommendations, use AI to analyze customer preferences, past purchases, and behavior to offer personalized product recommendations. This can help enhance the customer experience and increase sales by showcasing relevant cabinet designs and options. It is important to thoroughly assess your specification requirements and consider partnering with or consulting AI experts to tailor the implement according to your business needs. So that's AI telling you what it thinks you ought to do to help implement it into your business. Yeah. So, so you mentioned it helps you with spreadsheets. How do you integrate AI with an Excel spreadsheet? So you can transfer, you have to get the desktop version of basically a chat GPT. And you can either integrate the two and overlap them, or you can actually now bring AI into Excel. And it's constantly working in the background. You can literally click a tab and say, I need a formula. I'm trying to make cell A plus B minus C, but also do this and this, and then average it. And it'll spit out the formula for you. Wow. That's interesting. What what is the cost of the desktop version? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't remember. I have been playing with this for a long, long time. I go back before ChatGPT when you could rent time on an open AI source and you paid by the number of words that it spit out. I bought a lifetime subscription when it first came out because I didn't I kind of knew in advance it was coming. And it wasn't expensive back then. I have no clue what it costs now. Okay. You said it wasn't expensive? It wasn't. I believe I back then it was like under a hundred dollars. Oh wow! So that's interesting. So is there anything that keeps you up at night? Um, there's some some. some when I first went down the rabbit hole with this, yes, I purchased a book about six seven years ago now that was written by AI. And every page that you read, you get to the bottom of it and you stop, and then you don't sleep for a night because you're just analyzing what it said and you. It changes everything that you think you know and how you look at stuff. The biggest thing for me was they say that there's a language for everything. You know, we know dogs communicate somehow. We know that dolphins and all that communicate. And AI basically says that everything has a language down to like really small cells in that. And so it's saying that it can analyze all of that and figure out the language. And so at some point in time, basically, a farmer would ask AI what its field needs, and the field would tell the farmer, you know, hey, I'm not getting enough iron or whatever it is. And 
then that goes down into, you know, it's going to be pretty hard to eat a cow that just got done begging for its life through AI. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, that would be sad. <laughs> yeah. So that's such science fiction stuff right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if 15, 20 years ago, I told you, you and I'd be talking, you know, through the internet on a computer, you would have thought the same thing as me telling you that everything has a language and AI can figure out. So um, there's also, you know, how fast this is going to happen once AI, and it's already kind of happening, AI working on AI. So it's not humans telling AI what to do. AI is working on it. We need quantum computers for that. And I know that's already in the works. Uh-huh. And once that happens, this thing is going to just go absolutely crazy. And yeah, that part for me, there's a lot of unknowns there. It's hard to say what exactly could happen with that, but I don't think we can put it back in the box. No, it's out of the box. Yeah. So we could be terrified of it or we could start moving towards how do we utilize this for good and how do we regulate it and uh, do some of those things. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to get off here and try to implement AI into my Excel spreadsheet. That's my pricer. <laughs> yeah. It, well, the historic data is what's really cool because you can start to see trends and you can see things. I'm still just playing with it and dabbling, trying to figure out how to analyze. I mean, there's just so much stuff that it can do and, and we have to figure it out. There is forums and there's things out there, but this is still pretty early on. This is still dial up internet at this point. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Do you have any plans on implementing AI any further into your business? So where I would like to go with this is I would like to get RFID implemented into our shop and would like to have RFID that goes into every part. There's companies that have been doing this for years already. I, I actually have an RFID chip from 2006 that one of the bigger cabinet manufacturers had inside of its door. So they were already using it. But if you implement RFID and then you use AI to analyze that, you can find your bottlenecks, your weak points, your dwell points. You could track every order and know if a part has not been through the sander, both sides. You would know when you load the truck, whether or not every part is in there. It's a simple red light, green light. Your police don't need to know anything. It works in the background. So that is something that I would like to do eventually just because rework costs so much money. It'd be neat to know the second that part didn't do what it was supposed to do in your shop. Yeah. Since you and I talked in Nashville, that's always been in the back of my head using that RFID technology. I mean, yeah, when you get out on the job site, you're missing some shells that just got set up on the side of the bench and forgot to be put in the cabinet. Yeah. Uh, well, but the second aspect of that is, you know, it's RFID. If your whole plant is on RFID and you're looking for something, you could put it into a search mode and you could narrow it down to what sensor that part is close enough to mm-hmm. get you into the right area to say, oh, it's over here in this corner. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've had one part go missing and just drives you nuts where you just, and it's, is this because somebody said it somewhere they shouldn't have, or, you know, who knows? And, yeah, it would be neat to be able to see that. And then to see the data from it. We think about bottlenecks. Sometimes it's not a bottleneck. Sometimes parts are just staying too long in one area, you know, and they're just, you have the capacity, but people aren't moving it. And then analyze the human side of it, which you could have RFID badges. So you would know how long your employees are spending sanding or planing or whatever to justify the ROI on a new machine of like, you know, this is our man hours that we are doing this one task and this new machine is twice as fast, that's really hard to analyze right now. I mean, are they actually working? Are they 
you know, talking on their phone, what are they doing? You'll see that employee at the machine and that machine is going to be analyzing the parts and pieces that went through it that hour. And, you know, you can see that Joe does 60 pieces an hour and, and Bob can do a hundred pieces an hour. That would be really helpful information to see what employees can go where. And I mean, that's just another rabbit hole that you could chase down to gain efficiency. And I mean, that's ultimately you could get to where, you know, you're not going to have to hire 10 more employees that, you know, we, we got efficient enough with the people we have. Right. That is super intriguing to think about. Yeah. I mean, then there's the, there's the other side of like, it's creepy, you know, you're tracking your employees, every movement. And I think there becomes a responsible role that as business owners, we need to play. Like we're not scanning how long you've been in the bathroom. Okay. We're, we're going to stop there and, and things like that. And being careful what we use that data for and, and how we share it. So. Sure. That is super interesting topic. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more uh, discussed on it moving forward in the future. Yeah, I think uh, we could do, it'd be fun to do a second podcast and just answer people's questions. And it's fun to talk to people about this because I think we're so early on with this that it's it's hard to get your head wrapped around what it is. I mean, there's those that are just absolutely terrified of it and are building bunkers in their backyard. There's those that don't even know exist. And then there's those that are kind of playing with it. You know, there's all of these various types of people that are involved with it. And I think everybody has an input into how it looks and where it goes and what it does for sure well i appreciate your time today jeff and uh look forward to learning more on how you're using it in your shop thanks matt thanks again for joining us jeff and thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of pro cabinet maker join us each month as we discuss trends that impact the woodworking industry and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify google or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and if you'd like more information about the Cabinet Makers Association, be sure to visit us online at cabinetmakers.org. See you next time.